1: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game time decisions.
2: Game time decisions. Ready, Break Radio. I am Kaper Marenti. A lot of stuff to get to. A lot of stuff to get to. Even me, I'm having a hard time keeping up with all these uh, NFL hires uh, that are going on right now. Some of them, you know, I you know, I guess I'm supposed to sit here. I don't like this. I don't like that. You know, me and Cameron in agreement with some of uh, the early hires over the last couple of days. But these latest ones, I don't really have a problem with uh, all too much. But the latest, uh, we got a bunch of official ones. But the latest... Uh, the latest uh, rumor, as far as the New York Jets is concerned, Matt Rule, uh, very, very close to becoming the next coach of the New York Jets. Now, it's not confirmed uh, McCarthy was in the running, but it looks like they're leaning towards Rule. From what I get, uh, the reports are they're into their second meetings now, which, you know, that, that's getting deep. Like, if they, they had an interview yesterday and they want him back today, I think it's getting real, and there's numerous NFL uh, reporters, some close to the Jets, that are basically stating that uh, they think Matt Rule's about to get hired, like maybe tonight, tomorrow morning type thing. That, you know, maybe any hour, the New York Jets will have a new head coach.
3: Hey, Matt Murrenzi, yeah, that's the thing we talked about it yesterday. I don't know, but I'm just shocked that the, the one thing is I don't mind the Vic Fangio. You know, he's a defensive minded guy. Um, you know,
2: eventually, and Gary about- Kubiak, we yes. should note this. and Gary Kubiak is back. And, uh, you know, Gary Kubiak, I, I don't think I had enough respect for him, actually, as much as I really should have. Yep. You know, he was a pretty good coach. Houston were as good, if not better, in those yep. days than good they point. were with Gary Kubiak. And and then with Denver, I got to tell you, man, I learned as I got older, you know, I learned football more. And, you know, I understood how teams won and lost more. It used to be, oh, this player dropped the ball. and arr, 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 You know what I mean? And you hear people now, like, they get into that. Oh, it's all Cody Parkey. You know, I don't know, man. There were about 128 plays running that game. That was one of them. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Other guys got beat. Other guys missed tackles. You know, the same thing like the Buffalo Bills always said um, about the Scott Norwood. And anyone that knows knows the Bills didn't lose because of Scott Norwood. The Bills lost because they couldn't stop O.J. Anderson. And the Bills lost because Jeff freaking Hostetler somehow didn't drop the ball in the end zone. You know what I mean? Yeah, like Bruce Smith murdered him. Like, I I've know. never seen anything like it. How like, do you yeah, hung out of the football. Strong hands. Like, and the Bills got a safety out of it, but the touchdown would have been different. It just, you know, the, the game was close. It was just one of those weird deals that it was like a turning point almost. Like, Bruce Smith even, like, admitted that it broke his will a bit. He's like, I hit the guy as hard as I could, and he didn't drop the ball. And, you know, it sort of got in, I think it got in the Bills' head a little bit then that Hostetler was just some sort of, some moose that you couldn't stop. <laughs> um, it's hard to, hard to people forget Jeff Hosteller won a Super Bowl. Everyone just sort of to yeah, about yeah, Norwood. Right. But my point is, the Denver Broncos, Cam Kubiak, man, he's a hell of a play caller. Like that that Super Bowl that they beat Carolina, Peyton Manning really couldn't throw the ball deep. But oh, I know the the combination of Peyton Manning's geniusness of understanding things and Kubiak. Man, they had the Panthers head on a swivel. It was left, right, and it was all dink and dunk stuff. So, like, they sure was. They didn't rack up a lot of yards, but he did what he what he had. He got it done. Kubiak's a good play caller. Uh, this this is much better staff than what uh, Vance Joseph was bringing to the table. You no, got a competent defensive guy with a competent defense. Listen, Kubiak should be the head coach. Let's just be real. Kubiak's a super winning yeah. coach. Vic Fangio should be the defensive but, coordinator. Yeah, <laughs> That's what but, he does. But Gary Kubiak's got health issues; he can't handle like he doesn't. He doesn't want to be that guy with the press conferences and every day and everything. And he's close with John Elway; he's almost coming back to save them. Almost, I like the hires there. And um, as far as uh, as far as uh, Cleveland, they hired the offensive coordinator. Kitchens got the job. Yeah, Freddie Kitchens. I can't complain. <laughs> there, they had a good chemistry with Baker Mayfield. The offense was good. I don't really have a problem with getting rid of Greg Williams either. I mean, Greg, Greg Williams is okay when he was there, but Greg Williams has already been a head coach in the league, and without you know, he's just not the guy. I you know, Greg Williams is more a defensive coordinator, and you, the problem is, Cam, you can't be a head coach and then become the defensive coordinator of the team after.
3: Yeah, ego. You know what I mean, like, it's one of
2: those things. It's like yeah, yeah okay, well, he's been around a long time. time. Yeah, it's
3: he's like been come a on, head coach. Well, yeah, you know, Hugh Jackson leaves. a couple of places. Hugh Jackson leaves, and I go, I'm, I'm the defensive coordinator, and you give the job to Kitchen. So after that, he's like, you know, I'm going to leave. Yeah, the kitchen's on fire. I'm out of here. And That's the way Greg Williams has put in his time in the league. It's a little bit different for him. So I do
2: agree. And, and I like what you're yeah, saying. With Greg Tanner Williams, too. he wasn't entitled to that job. He was, you know, no, he only died no. because of, you know, he, th- he, was there, he, he was there at the he, right time. He probably
3: thinks it's like, hey, I'm the next logical choice to get the job, but I have no problem with them going in that direction either with Freddie Kitchens. Another thing, people are like, oh, you know, Jarvis Landry's targets went down with Kitchens and stuff. Well... When I looked at Cleveland, they became a better team in the second half without Todd Haley. It's not about one player and his targets and ever. They got better as the year progressed, and the offense got better with Baker Mayfield. So you know what? Give, the, give this guy a chance. I'm with you. I know they're, it's not a real glamorous hire, but hey, you know what, Cleveland? I'm glad they didn't bring back some scrub retread and said, hey, you know, this is what we're going to do. Try it with a new guy, and if it's still the same Cleveland Browns, then you can go in a different direction. But I agree with you 100% with Denver. I like the guys that they're bringing in. The Broncos needed a change.
2: Yeah, well, I won't. I won't hold it against you because I know you come on right after for four hours. But um, me, Marshall Falk, and Corey talked about this actually uh, about uh, and Mike Blewett about Jarvis Landry, and this is the uh, this is the intelligence that Marshall brings to the table. The stuff that we just don't know. We can talk about betting, and we know more than betting than Marshall yeah. Falk, But so he was talking about Jarvis Landry, and it was you know people were talking about fantasy and. Oh, Landry's targets are way down. Baker Mayfield doesn't throw it to him. Baker, you know, they're not on the same page. Baker Mayfield doesn't like him, blah, blah, blah. And the fact is, Jarvis Landry did disappear for three, four weeks when Baker Mayfield took over. But you notice over the last couple of games, he lit it up again. Exactly. And Marshall Falk basically, you know, he played and he knows. He said, it's nothing like, it's nothing malicious. It's nothing that they're trying to phase Jarvis Landry out. He said Jarvis Landry is short, and he said that Baker Mayfield is short. And he basically stated Baker Mayfield can't see him. It's as simple as that. And he basically stated that if you look, there's, um, there's no short slot wide receivers. And Jarvis Landry is a short slot wide receiver. So if, you, if you're going to have a short slot wide receiver, you, you have to have a tall quarterback or vice versa. So this is this is like the real football inside, right? He basically said, "Look at Drew Brees. Drew Brees is like one of the shorter cornerbacks in the league." He said, "Look at all the New Orleans Saints uh, wide receivers. They're all six three. Damn, they're always yeah. tall. No, no, yeah. They're yeah. always the Thomas, same. He's a thing. monster. Tall, a monster. Tall dudes. Why is that?" So Drew Brees can see them. Brees can see him. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's actually it's, a, it's, it's amazing. Is you it? guys it's have merged along. People, no, people think it's this know, and that and I all this, know, this playbook and no. scheme. No, no, he's short and the other guy's short. <laughs> and and, you can't see him. <laughs>
3: and Moretz, do you remember the Cleveland game when Baker Mayfield came in? When did he hit Jarvis Landry? At the goal line with the conversion when it was like a shorter thing. He could,
2: like, well, a long thing. ways away in the past. They figured that's it out. But, very effective, yes. But the thing yes. is, Baker Mayfield took over as the starter. He gets thrown in there. They figured it out as the season went along. All right, all right, we'll put Landry here. You can see him here. We'll do this with him. Landry's going to be just fine with Baker Mayfield. It was just, it took a couple of weeks. It's Baker Mayfield's first games in the NFL. He's just worried about succeeding. He's not like, oh, I got to get it to this guy. And. As we stated, in the slot you just couldn't see each other. But was a good point though, they brought up like even Drew Brees. And he said the Saints always like it's a prerequisite. Like if you're gonna be a wide receiver on the Saints, you need to be a tall dude. And you think about it, they don't have those short little wide receiver burst guys. You know what I mean? Like the Saints don't. Like the you know, the receivers are always taller dudes, man. Like you know, Cooks wasn't a before. Yeah, Colston was tall. a big guy, six foot so six foot four, six foot five. Thomas is big. Cooks isn't massive, but Cooks was more of a deep down the field guy, speed guy. Um, but you know what I mean. Uh, Jimmy, Graham, is a yeah, dude, Jimmy, Jimmy Graham six three. Jimmy Graham was is one monster. of his favorite targets, big guy. Because basically, you could see the helmet; he could just sort of throw it high, and he could throw it over everybody, so the ball doesn't get batted down. That's another thing. People don't realize that. I'm always fascinated by that. I love football, and you know, it's funny, Cam. You know, um, you know the Buffalo Bills. They're coolest uniforms, the old like the OJ era and stuff. You know what I mean with the white helmet, Joe Joe Cribbs.
3: Oh yeah. From yeah, Ferguson. The white OJ, helmet, oh, yeah.
2: great the stuff. The blue, that's their best. That's their their coolest. So people always ask, well, how come you know how come they don't wear the white more, and why did they change to red, and they changed to a red helmet, like you know the, the Bills helmet was red for the most part. Now 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 it's kind of a hybrid. They changed it around a lot. Blue. Yeah, you know basically why what it, why it was, Cam? It was Joe Ferguson, the quarterback. It was always snowing. It doesn't snow anymore like it used to. But in the old days, it always snowed in Buffalo.
3: Uh, Buffalo was so rocked.
2: Their, oh, yeah. helmets, their <laughs> helmets were can't white. see them. Yeah, he couldn't point. see them.
3: Yeah, <laughs> like, in the blizzards. Oh, Man, and he threw,
2: he was throwing interceptions, and Chuck Knox was like, what's going on? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Uh, And he said, coach, he goes, I can't freaking see. He goes, it's there's like the white snow, the helmets, the dolphin helmets are white. Good point, though, that he raised. You know what I mean? It was like they were playing the dolphins and it was like the dolphins helmets were white. The Bills helmets were white. It was all white. And he said, you know, if we had red helmets, I'd be able to make my life a lot easier. Boom. They had red helmets. (laughs)
3: That's like, brilliant! I didn't know. Hey, man, you're gonna, get getting an education on that morning show too, man. That's some good stuff right there. That's great. Well, I didn't
2: learn that from the morning show. I, I'm going to teach that Uh-oh. to people on the <laughs> morning show. <laughs> well, you think Corey great, Michelle though. taught me this? <laughs> <laughs> I love them. But, yeah. No, you're right though. Uh, no,
3: people don't know. People don't know in Buffalo. Like in the winter, it's a big snow region, and like
2: forever. All right, it's so everybody, uh, how about uh, why do the Dallas Cowboys wear white jerseys at home? They're the only ones in the NFL to do it.
3: Why do they wear white jerseys at home? No clue.
2: Exactly. Like, you know, and, and don't you find a stranger? They're the only team. Like, the Raiders are psychos. The Raiders play in, in the heat. In black, Raiders, which is idiotic. Yeah, or but they're, they're doing about. that to show they're tough. That's like, funny. literally and figuratively. <laughs> like, we're tough, we're not. No, that's really? why. They don't want to wuss out. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, the Miami Dolphins wore white at home all the time when it's hot out and stuff. You know what I mean? In Makes the sense. old days, like, they, they wore white because they're like, no, we're not going to get hotter. You know what I mean? Make the other team. But the Dallas Cowboys wear white at home uh, because of entertainment purposes. The owner of the Dallas Cowboys in the 60s, Tex Schramm, everybody used to wear dark jerseys um, at home. And he said, that's no good. He said, when the visiting team comes here, I want people to be able to see the colors of the other teams' jerseys, and he said, he said we should see the black Pittsburgh Steelers and the, you know, the green of the Eagles yeah. and like he basically it was like a marketing ploy of his basically. It's a genius move. And he yeah like the Cowboys even before Jerry Jones sort of saw it larger than just his team, you know what I mean? He's like no 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 like you know for this is the way it should work you know like he basically stated. And I swear to God, Cam, it still bothers me to this effing day. And it's been years now that they've been doing this. I hate, I hate the dark color jerseys in the NHL at home. You should wear white at home. It's, it it's bothers so funny. me. No, oh, I it know. It bothers know. me, Be- and like it's to this, uh, Cam. It's been what twenty years they've been doing this now. Every time I watch an NHL game, I have to sort of reverse it. I'm like, oh yeah, 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 they're at home now, the dark team, are like. And then I I'm can't like, believe it's so you brought, actually it it is, It's crazy.
3: <laughs> it, I can't believe you brought this up. It's a huge talking point now, and guys in the Maple Leafs are talking about it too. I was listening to some radio driving. They around. should be That's wearing white nice. right at it's home, blue on the yes. road. Yes, yes. So the other get the other teams get to see the other thing. No, it's it's insane with the NHL, and a lot of teams are talking about it. I don't know why why they just haven't said we're doing this. Like, hey, Gary, this is the way things are going to be and, and deal with it. No, it's so stupid. Like, when you look at hockey, they need to really change it. I'm with you 100%. We always were. Hey, you when you played hockey, what did you wear? You wore white at home. Did you not? We did. No, no, white, it's white you know, at home. That's uh, all we team,
2: wore. My team didn't we have – uh, one year we had white jerseys. But uh, my team either had red jerseys or black. We were, like, black and oh, red. Oh, yeah, so you didn't have the white. We had, like, every team I played for, like, Blackhawks, we had white, and then
3: we had red and black. Jets, we had We had white, and then we had, like, blue. So, everything.
2: North Stars, green, white.
3: Like, you know what I mean? And it was always white. So, not with, I, I think the NHL's got <laughs> a real ever, problem.
2: Did you ever play on a team that, like, had, like, the uniforms of, like, uh, a pro team? Like, the logo or anything like that? Oh, exactly the same. Yeah. All my teams I played for. Like, Mississauga did, North Stars,
3: huh? there were North Stars.
2: Oh, oh was. Mississauga yeah, yeah. Jets
3: were Jets. <laughs> uh, we
2: played Blackhawks. Black I never Hawks. did.
3: I never and Royals did. were there, Oilers. There, Oilers. There were
2: other teams. <laughs> there was a team in my league, like they were like the ultra French team. They were the Nordiques. <laughs> like, oh, I and, like that. That's cool. Oh, yeah. And, and Even me, when I was a kid, I was like, man, these guys got the coolest jersey in the league. Like they had the sure. Nordique jersey. <laughs> I, I love like, the Like they had the Fleur de lis, had everything. The only thing different. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Instead of like Quebec, it said St. Pascal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Same as us. Like, it's a saga. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> sort of little. And, you know, those days, like teams would just rip it off, right? But I never forget, man, I uh, I got screwed over for the Montreal City Baseball uh, Little League Championship. Uh, we I was in a, in a tournament. Both teams we won like our league and all that. We went to the city championship. It was a tournament like March Madness. Uh, we'll hit this story on the other side. But this freaking team that were wearing Pittsburgh Pirate uniforms really pissed me off. Something you never <laughs> forget.
4: Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. All
2: right, the poll question's been posted. Poll question's been posted. We talking if NHL teams should wear white or dark jerseys at home. Me and at Camp Stewart Live agree that the home team should wear white. Hashtag NHL. Now we'll just watch the uh, millions of votes pour in. And um, we'll see if people agree with us uh, or not.
3: They should. You know, the, we know what we're talking days, about.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, right. picks, I, I didn't know what I was talking about last night. Shout uh, to uh, St. John's. See, I had, St. Yeah, John's. I had Wake covered. Forest,
3: I had Wake Forest plus 21 and a half. 21 so and a half. Plus they lose by 22. I know. And they were actually hanging around the whole game till the end again. It's a joke.
2: I know. Brutal. I want to give a shout out. I don't
3: know if this dude's a buffalo. These, I love these assholes that call me. Like, did. Like I'm so sick and tired of this crap. Like, I tell you, not between four and seven. How many times? Like, honestly, I just want to say, you know, I don't really want to be your friend anymore. Like, you don't listen to me. I say, don't call between four and seven. Just don't do that. Renzi, it's so annoying. Like, don't you tell people that stuff, too? This, we're doing a radio show. Oh, yeah. I go, how many times? Like, Is it a problem to call at 7.05? Seven, get the bets in before the games at 7.08? Guy's an idiot, man. Like it's like uh, the third time somebody, I have to say this. Guy unless somebody
2: died, unless somebody died, I don't want to be messed with. It happened, dude. I It, it happen, happens to me all all the time as well.
3: I'm to this guy well, back on the air. Like shut up. Like it's
2: unbelievable. Dude. Now, as you stated, like people, like you know, I don't understand it either. Like if you know, like you know, like you know, we know uh, our boy Al works at a bank. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna call the guy like, "Hey, I'm gonna call him now at 11:30 when you know the exactly. guy's in the middle of a banker meeting." <laughs> <It's> great point, <laughs> You'd be like, oh, "No, I better point. wait till about five or six o'clock when I it's know that my boy exactly. Al's done at the bank." <laughs> know your role. <laughs> I, I, I get it. I just,
5: I'll be hosting
2: just shows like, and people, people will be asking uh, me things like on Twitter and stuff, like direct messages, like about weird things too. Like I get. It's like, dude, I'm in the middle of a show here. Like, yeah. So, like, how, you know, I get a question mark. Like, how come you didn't respond yeah. to me?
3: Yeah, it's like, you know, the thing is, I don't bother if it happens once, Gabe. I'm pretty, you know what I mean? You know, you don't, I haven't talked to you in a while or whatever. But when it's the same two idiots and it's always the time. Like, why do you always call, you know, 420 or, or you know, every time? It's like, you could have called <laughs> any other time. It's just obviously, it just tells me when I tell you I do the show, it's just going, you don't care. Like, and that, you know what? If you don't care, I don't care. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, it's great, Gabe. I, I think we got uh, Mark Lawrence back in the mix there. That's nice. I haven't talked to yeah, him in a sir. long time. Good for you, buddy. That's a good, good get there. That's great. you yeah, didn't got to finish and, your uh, story, too. you got to finish your story about the Pirates. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yar, yeah,
2: the Pirates. Yar. Pirates. Yeah, just quickly shout out to, uh, shout out to uh, what's the dude's name? Uh, Patrick Barber, I believe. Yes, sir. Patrick Barber. I don't know if he's in Buffalo, but I think he is, because he says, you know, it's uh, Bill, Sabres, Yankees um he says buffalo buffalo area supporters so um shout out a nice guy because you know what our picks we had a lot of bad beats last night but he's like great hockey parlay last night thanks for the hockey parlay yeah the hockey parlay one yeah damn right it should right. and hey, i gotta then, tell you too i, I wanted your, to double your, down on
3: it your basketball parlay
2: all because of the okc oh, the yeah, raptors came back or whatever so they suck like, yeah. they always screw me but you don't know, piss me off and I was gonna do it. I was gonna text you actually, because I don't know, Jazz wasn't around last night, and I was gonna text you. I knew Vegas were gonna route the Rangers, dude. I was like, they're not only they're yeah. gonna win, they're gonna win by a puck and a half. I was like, I should have laid a puck and a half in this game too. I just knew it. It was a late night bailout and I was happy to parlay hit, but I was like, I should have put more on it. And I was like, son of a bitch, I should have got in more on this. It just hammered Vegas. So <laughs> Every time they scored, it just sort of pissed me off. You yeah, know? Right. I, I was like, ah, four nothing. Ah, I knew it. Like, <laughs> you
3: know I mean. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. No, hockey went pretty good last night. I can't complain, and uh, we'll talk about this later. But it's so ironic. We had a big talk about how bad the Oilers are. They lose seven to two to the Sharks. Like oh, yeah. it doesn't matter who the hell is in that organization. They like you suck. just almost want to take just like just just take a flamethrower and burn it all. Like it's uh, you got one of the best players and uh, best player in the league, arguably, and you can't even win. Like it's just it's a train wreck. They have they have guys who shouldn't even like Milan Lucic, Gabe. I could probably beat him in a race. Like he is slow,
2: man. Slow, slow. Uh, so slow. Oh yeah, quickly. Uh, the the story there, I'll forget. So yeah, they we we're playing this team. They were dressed like the pirates, while well, we were supposed to. So we were a good little baseball team, man. So like you know, we won our we won our league. Then we went to like the, you know the city championship, where it's like you know all the different champions. You know what I mean? Play, and we actually were good enough, man. We went five and zero. So we 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 ran the table. We go five and zero. And it was at LaFontaine Park at their baseball stadium. It was cool. Like, I was a kid. They had a scoreboard and a fence and everything. It was, like, big, you know, big time at the time. You know what I mean? You know, the newspapers were there and everything. It was, like, the city championship. And and um, it freaking rained, Cam. Like, all day on the Sunday.
3: Uh, bleak. Rainy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we good. didn't play. Bad weather. Oh, they we rage out. Played. Wow. Wow. Yeah,
2: we didn't did play the game. They declared that the other team that we were going to play, that was five and zero, were the champions because uh, they had a better run differential than run differential. Yeah, that happened to us in a, a hockey tournament. My coach went. Ballistic. And, yeah, no, so, so imagine, yeah, she smashed stuff. Imagine you know, us so. being a bunch of eleven and twelve year old kids being told ten. That's bullshit. Actually, ten and eleven being told, yeah. nah, and we were like, I saw it. I'm like, why are they giving the trophy to the other team? And I, they were like, the coach gave us this, like, that, guys, this is a life lesson that you're going to get screwed in life. <laughs> <laughs> you learned early. <laughs> no, no, no. No, it really was. I'll never forget it, dude. I, I remember I took my glove and I whipped it against a fence. And, uh, oh, yeah, I was freaking. I was, like, yelling at the umpires. People were telling me, like, the up was like, it's not the up's fault. It's not him. You know what I mean? So, they were going off. But the thing is, no one knew, right? Like, I don't know. You don't know the rules of this stuff when you're a kid. So, basically, like, we're like, man, like, we would have scored more runs if we would have known. You know what I mean? Yeah. The no no is, mercy. No mercy. We were like a defensive team. Like, we had, like, we had two really good pitchers. Like, we had these two kids that could just really, really, like, scare the hell out of people and throw the ball hard. So, we had two really good pitchers. So, we used to win, like, you know, 4 nothing, yeah. you know, 5 nothing. Like, you know, we didn't really, like, score 12 runs a game and stuff. And the other team, the other team didn't have good pitching, but, I don't know, they outscored their opponents like 28-14 or something. And we were like, you know, 13-5. to 5, You know what I mean? It was one of those weird deals. We were more of an offensive team, but we had our ace pitcher going and stuff. I swear to God, we would have won. Like, I got robbed of a city championship, and it really was true. It was a bad lesson to learn. And I actually lost in the Final Four of the Hockey City Championship camp one nothing. I was the goalie. <laughs> That's like it sucks. still pisses me off to this day. Yeah, nope. It wasn't a final. It was the, the semifinal. But uh, so get this. So we pulled a central Florida. Basically, our coaches declared that we were the champions. Because <laughs> he was like, screw this. <laughs> He's strange. like, I'm making trophies, and we're the champs, too. Yay. He's like, they can't – you know what I mean? And, you know, and it, was, it was like a French-English <laughs> thing because the, the team we were playing – We're like a real French and we were from like N D G was English. So the English newspaper declared us the champions. It was like a story about how we got screwed and we had a big banquet and they gave us trophies and everything. And uh and like the French paper was like, No, no, the real champions are these kids. (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. It was like (laughs) yeah, yeah, it was like a debate. It's a big debate. And you know, I was hoping I was gonna get the chance to play these kids again, but um, I think our star pitcher actually is in jail now, to be honest. I asked somebody, He yeah. said to someone recently, how's, how's, that, he doing? how's that guy doing anyways? They said, ah, yeah, he started robbing banks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Tough times. No, <laughs> like my team really was not give out like, participation ribbons. They didn't give out ribbons. No, like, no. A trophy was a big deal back then.
3: Like oh, You yeah, wanted yeah, exactly. that hardware. Not, no, no, it was a
2: big one. deal. My team, though, no, you know the episode like The Simpsons when like the cops come for Nelson Munce, but Bart oh, yeah. takes the fall. <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. <laughs> <laughs> that actually happened to my team before. Where <laughs> yeah, take nobody, take this guy? Hey, no, everybody. no, no, no. Nobody, nobody took the fall. Oh, nobody took so... the fall. But we were about to start the game, and the cops showed up. Amazing. And, but the cops, you know what it's like. Cops, like, will watch, you know. Games oh, they're going to the hang out for and, a bit. Yeah, see other watching yeah, yeah, they're watching, yeah. Yeah, they're watching Which, the scene. The kids has got some skills, yes. So, you know, the cops rolling up really wasn't like, I was like, yeah, whatever. The cops are going to watch the first few innings, whatever. Like, they used to sit in their car by the old plate and make sure people weren't smoking weed in the stand, whatever, you know what I mean? So the cops roll up, and no, they got out, and they made like a, they started walking right towards our bench and stuff. <laughs> they pull the coach aside, and. Lo and behold, man, they plucked they plucked our pitcher. <laughs> it was like five minutes before the game. Like, they plucked our pitcher. Basically, our pitcher was going to be late to the game. And uh, I don't know, man. I think, like, he pushed a kid off his bicycle and, like, stole his bicycle. Like, he had basically, to, he like. Had to get there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't be late. I'm on the mound. <laughs> he stole a bicycle to get that's to the a, game. That's, all, that's but I awesome. I think, like. It was almost like a bicycle jacking, though. Like he didn't just steal it. I think, like he, I think he pushed a kid off of it, type thing. Like he was like, "Hey, kid, like outside a store." Yeah. Like, he, like, took the, wearing the uniform though.
3: That's great. So yeah, the kid starts crying
2: and says, oh, he's wearing a Terrebonne Park baseball uniform." The cops aren't dumb. They're like, "Yeah, the they're playing down the street right now." So they roll up. They're saying, "There's the bike." You know what I mean? His bike. It's
1: like warriors. I getting you're getting the
2: beats. <laughs> I played with some pieces of work, Cam,
3: I got to tell you. <laughs> yeah, it sounds that way. The, the lowest thing our team ever did, though, like, and we didn't even mean to do it. We met a team from uh, Calgary in a hockey tournament, and we were underage, and we were drinking because that's what we did. We were never like, you know, we we partied a lot even when we were underage. So we brought these guys up in a hotel room or whatever, and uh, their coach came in and flipped out, and they left. Like he said, you guys are a bunch of little assholes. I'm taking you back home, and we won. Our coach is like, no, we're not going anywhere. Hey. <laughs> like, what, what a little move. These guys actually forfeited from the tournament because they were drinking. Our, our coach is like, okay, well, we'll deal with this when we get home. Why would we leave? We, we came all this <laughs> yeah. way for the tournament. You know, it's like, that. It's the Canadian. Oh, yeah, the Canadian oh, yeah. their coach was different. like, hard. Right, yeah, right. he was a hardcore Bible thumper. I was just like, see you guys. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, they would have killed uh, my us team, too, but anyway
2: <laughs> My team went to, uh, to upstate New York in the Lake Placid uh, area. Beautiful and, area. Uh, oh, yeah. We caused, like, an international incident. It was bad. Like, like four kids on our team got arrested for stealing things. <laughs> Shoplifting? Yeah. It's a bad, tough area, too, to do it. So It's like, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, they'll come down. No, no, it's, exactly. it's a very like, pristine place. They're, they're like, 14 pristine. years old, 13 yeah. years old. But, yeah, yeah. Basically, like, they went into a grocery store and started, like, stealing beer. And I don't know why. they thought they were going to get away with it. But I didn't, I didn't. I didn't steal it. I wasn't part of that crew. But... I was part of the uh, got-extremely-wasted crew. Yes. And so it was a train wreck, man. Like, you know, you're on the road. You got wasted. Four kids got arrested. Like, our coach was having a heart attack. And then we played. We played the next day. Like, half the team was on acid. It was a train wreck, bro. And uh, we got our ass handed to us. (laughs) It was like an embarrassment, like... We came all the all the way all 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 the way here. You stupid little juvenile delinquents get arrested. <laughs> then you all take drugs before the game. <laughs> then you know you lose seven four. <laughs> it was like it was, and then in typical fashion, Cam, we started a brawl. What uh, are you gonna do? It was like you yeah, know, this is like nineteen eighty four type thing. It's, you know that era, it's hockey. You don't like losing, so you start swinging the stick, and you know things just started escalating. But it turned in like an all-out brawl, man. And uh, we played again the next day. Like we play it was a back-to-back. <laughs> we played again the next day. We won the next day, though. We saved face, man. It was a battle. We won like four-three or something like that. But uh, yeah, yeah. But it was, I should note, like our four guys didn't play; they were suspended because they got arrested. Yeah. But uh, oh, yeah. That's I talk it's about different it, man. times back then, buddy. Different I grew times up back in the then. suburbs, Cam. I think I grew up. I grew up in in, in a bad in a not. Yeah, you know, I didn't grow up in like uh, in South Central, but in Montreal. Like my first, like when I was one to five type thing, I lived. You know, but you you don't know. You're a kid, right? So you know, I lived in a poor part of Montreal when I was a kid. But when I was like five or six, about five, six years old, I moved in with my grandparents, and they were in the suburbs. Yep. And. It was right down the street from like you know, Dick Irvin lived across the street from me, dude. And hey, like Vinny LaCalva, yeah, he played <laughs> hockey at the high school on the corner. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. So I was better in the suburbs than I was in the city. Of like, course you were. Two, trouble. two three. Trouble. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it's just it's just true. Like I said, it's just true. You know what I mean? Like I moved, I ended up playing back in in the hood. And like I said, man, you know what I mean? Our pitchers are robbing banks. People are popping acid. Like, you can't control city kids. In the suburbs, <laughs> it's different. In the suburbs, people have a dream, like, they can actually make it to the NHL. In the city, kids are like, man, I ain't going to the NHL, man. You know what I mean? You want to buy some acid or what? You know? Like, like everyone was drug dealers. and I, Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just different. Like, it's hard to stay out of trouble. Like, that's why you'll see. I was talking about this the other night. If you look at pro sports, dude, look at, like, uh, this weekend, Nick Foles versus uh, Drew Brees. Both those guys grew up rich and stuff. You know, upscale, uh, Texas high school. They both went to the same Westlake high school. And trust me, it's not a poor neighborhood camp. You know, Matt Stafford didn't grow up broke. Tom Brady didn't grow up poor. He was a season ticket holder the San Francisco 49ers living in Silicon Valley, bro. You know what I mean? Like, most star professional athletes... They're not, not from a, the hood. A good like start. A good start financially. Yeah, yeah they, they were in the suburbs. They were with facilities. You know Look what I mean? Look at gold. That's why
3: I love and guys that live best, in their Ken, car. You know. They and even,
2: even the it. best, even the best guys, like a guy like Chris Weber and stuff, like or a guy like who's from the hood, they get taken out. Like they're thirteen, 13, 14. It's like yeah. no, 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 no. You got to get out of here. You're not going to make it to the NBA if you just stay in Detroit and play in high school. Like we got to put you in a prep school in the suburbs out here. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it just is the way it is. I tell you what, like you know, in Las Vegas, Nevada, bro, I live there. The best program—it's one of the best high school programs in America, Bishop Gorman. It's in the richest part of Las Vegas. It's not in the poorest part of Las Vegas. No, <laughs> it's in the richest part it. of Las Vegas. And all those development programs and
3: camps—you said it—they—they don't—they're they're usually on the outskirts of the city in the burbs, just far enough for somebody with a car to get to. But in the city, if you're broke, it's going to be just out of your way to inconvenience you not to go there. No, it's absolutely true. And I remember even when I played sports, like. You know, my dad, we were middle class. My dad worked at a refinery and stuff. But there was guys on my team that are poor. And what did the organization do if they were good players? Gave them equipment. Gave them this. Gave them this. Because they wanted them to stick around. It's like, hey, 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 we love you, buddy. I know your parents got no money. But we're going to give you new tacklers and this and that. Just stick around. You know what I mean? So it's been going on forever. Gabe, you know that.
2: It's true. It's true. All right. So our our poll question. How are we doing with the poll? 66% say uh, they should wear white at home. Yeah, I agree. White at home is the way. 34 say dark at home. Jazz says they should only use white when both colors are similar.
4: Uh, Well, how about this? Do
2: you have a problem? Because they're into the white thing. Do you have a problem with just two random colors? No, I don't. I don't. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Like, when the Leafs and Habs play... Hey, halves wear their red jerseys, where wear their blue. They're, that's the both the iconic. I, look, there, I don't mind. Go. I don't you know mind. I, mean? that, yeah, I like that. I don't you know, you you're going to get confused. Your guys are in blue. The other team's in red. <laughs> True. Game time decisions continues. So does Yang you know, into a metalhead. Sure, buddy. <laughs> uh, Yang yeah, would light like system of the doubt, yeah. It's a, it's a team with, you know, that'd be a type of thing you'd be into. They're very political as well. Bruce, Nick, uh Fangio is the uh, new head coach of Denver Broncos. Gary Kubiak is the new offensive coordinator. Freddie Kitchens, the um, new head coach of the Cleveland Browns. No defensive coordinator named uh, yet. Um, interesting with Bruce Arians. You and I were sort of like, eh, I, you know, I don't hate it, but eh. No,
5: you know, when it was hired.
2: Mm-hmm. I do, uh, hard not to like the staff, Cam. As he's brought in uh, the Jets coach Todd Bowles as an offensive coordinator. I, that is amazing. Nice hire. That's a and, great hire. Uh, they plucked uh with Cliff Kingsbury going to Arizona. Byron Leftwich was no longer needed. So he didn't he wasn't out of work long. He's the new no. offensive coordinator. And you know, between Arians and Byron Leftwich, if Jameis Winston can't get it done now, this is it. And he Winston only has one year left on his deal, anyways. So this is, this is, this is it. I, just said, I, I got the feeling that Arians wouldn't like Winston, that Winston will piss him off and frustrate him. But I, he knows what he's getting himself into. But when Byron Leftwich there, and if you're, if you're Winston and you're the Tampa Bay staff, you're the Tampa players, this is a ma- major upgrade to Dirk Cutter and Todd Munkin. Like, you better get your ass in shape and be ready for camp, man, because Arians are hard ass. And now you got Todd Bowles. You got Byron Leftwich and you got Bruce Arians. You know what I mean? You got a former very, very good quarterback and legendary college quarterback in Byron Leftwich. You got a well respected defensive mind and former head coach in Todd Bowles. And a well respected offensive mind and former head coach in Bruce Arians. No excuses now. You know what I mean? Like these buck players, they they're on the clock because these coaches are the real deal. That's a good staff.
3: I'm with you, Gabe, and I also think this team in that division. What happens every year? A team that was brutal always tends to go worse to first. I, I'm, I, 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 have, a have felt this vibe, and I'm still don't think about Aaron's. I told you about the booth checking out and stuff, but when you surround himself with guys that are hungry and young, I think that's going to help him out. He's going to need vibrant guys like that, and I think the Buccaneers. I would not be surprised. Carolina's got, uh, got issues. Hey, you got McCaffrey, but what about Cam and that crazy shoulder and arm and all the other stuff? I'm telling you, Tampa Bay. This looks like to me a team on the rise. They almost hit their wins total at six and a half this year, but they were ho- they were horrible. They were off to that great start. I would not be surprised if this team, you know, wins nine games next year.
2: All right, I believe we've got, got a lot of uh, good young
3: talent. I, got a lot of good young players there, Gabe.
2: I agree. I agree. Um, let's go to. Uh, do we still have Davey? on uh, hold? Uh, we appreciate his patience. Davey. how you doing, fellas? What's up? Hey, What's thanks, up, Davey. Davey, How you? How you doing, man? Where are you, where are you from, Dave? Where are you calling from? Hey guys,
6: I'm listening from Saskatoon today, and I've been listening to you guys for quite some time. First time caller, but you guys are very entertaining and a uh, very pleasure to listen to each and every day. You guys are informative, and you guys just take it wire to wire, so to speak. Um, wow. First and very, very nice there. of you.
2: There's the promo. There's the promo <laughs> for no the problem. show. Thank you very yeah, much. Thanks, yeah, thanks, yeah, Yang. Cut yeah. it
6: right now. Going back to yesterday, and uh, I know you guys uh, like to uh, lay a few dollars down like we all do on a few bets, and the hockey was absolutely delicious last night. If last night could be uh, every night of the week, I'd be in early retirement. You know what I mean? But, I mean, going back to the, the the money that was made last night of the home teams, the teams that should have won did, which was very good. And it, the, most of the games were over by the yeah. second period. Would you agree?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was stress-free, the early ones. And that's frustrating, too, because, you know, normally I don't do a three-team parlay, Cam and Davey, but last night I was like, yeah, man, Boston's winning this game. Capitals are sure winning are. this game. Love for Vegas. Sure. And we even left a couple of those other big ones. Like you said, Pittsburgh rolled and uh, – yeah. Who's all Tampa? You know, Tampa, Tampa that we're like, oh, Winnipeg. maybe we don't do that. Winnipeg, I was, you know, roll. the one stupid Islander game last night cost me. That's no, and I'll
3: tell you what. what I, I don't. Wanna, I know Davy's on. I'll just tell you quickly. The Islanders had a goal disallowed in that game, offside. Like, a lot of bad things worked against the Islanders that game, Gabe. And I don't want to rub salt in the wounds. I was on the Islanders <sighs> too, but that could have been a, a very, very different result in that uh, hockey game. But uh, what do you anyway, like in tonight, Davey? You laying it down?
6: Well, lay it down, well, hey, that's the only way to go. I mean, that's the only way we can get ahead in life is if you <laughs> oh, lay it no. down, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, you, but, uh, can't win the lottery so you if you don't buy a ticket. Go,
6: yeah, you you <laughs> can take it either way you want it there. But just going back to the point where the home teams are playing in white and are uh, playing in black and you go on the road in white and stuff like that, I think, you know, if a team is making money for me four out of the seven days out of the week, I don't care if they're wearing blue, red, yellow, green, or orange. If my team is winning... And if they're making me a little dole on the side, hey, if they're wearing dark colors at home or white on the road, what's the big <laughs> deal? I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something last night. And as, and I don't know if you fellas uh, feel like this as well. But, I mean, if you got a four- or five-game parlay going and you picked all the home teams last night, I don't think the first thing on your mind is if your team is wearing dark colors, you want the money. You don't, color, well, you don't care what color they're wearing, right?
2: Yeah, we no, care it's about still the color of
3: money. Color of money.
6: It still yeah,
2: bothers, bothers me. Yeah, Even with the one. bat, it <laughs> still <laughs> bothers me. <laughs>
6: so, maybe the NHL could do like a 50-50 deal. First half of the season, you wear white. Second half of the season, you wear black. Playoffs back and forth. How about
2: this? Team's about choice. This? Team's choice. <laughs> Team's choice. Yeah, you let the team decide. You know what I mean. The yeah. team says we're wearing we're wearing this. This we know you guys. Yeah, you give you give the advance one to the other team. We're wearing yeah, dark. It's not teams. like the trainer You're doesn't going, have no. different
3: jerseys. <laughs> yeah, we're only bringing one. Yeah, jersey I know,
2: the but trip. they'll bitch about carrying the extra jerseys. <laughs> yeah, I know. Around bags extra
3: weight. I know. Extra
2: extra weight. weight. Yeah. yeah.
6: Yeah, I'll tell you what. You talk about a game time decision. You give the home team the first crack, right?
2: Yeah. No, I don't have yeah, a problem for with sure. It. Like, no, I've said the same thing. I remember when the Bills. The bills, uh, the color rush. The bills were all in red. All right, <laughs> like you know, they, they've never done that. They were like decked out in like red, red, red pants, sure. red jersey, red helmet. That's so why they people, played Bill the Jets, Jets, right? Yeah, even Bills even fans The Jets hated were all in it. green. Like, they were like, I don't like it either. Yeah, and and, um, and uh, colorblind people couldn't tell like who was who. It was That's like right. they all looked the same. <laughs> so on TV, it was like a disaster for some reason, it was some weird anomaly that no one ever thought about before. <laughs> yeah. just, they look like candy canes. But I said the same thing, to be honest, Davey. I said to Bill's fans, I said, honestly, guys, you know, we've worn blue and white for a long time and you know, <laughs> it hasn't really worked. <laughs> like, they could wear pink polka dots for all I care if they win a Super Bowl at this point in time. <laughs> you, know, you, you got a point about that, but I'm not going to lie. Even if I have money on the game, it still bothers me.
6: <laughs> yeah, well, they should I mean, be wearing
2: uh, white. Yep,
6: yeah. and then, then you, you got a lot of followers on that, and there's no question about it. It means a lot to a lot of people. But I think in the background, when it comes to everything else in sports today, uh, whether you're wearing a black jersey or a white jersey or a darker or, or a, a lighter jersey, I, 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 I can't get over it. But I mean, hey, I'm, it's a fifth. Probably it's a it's a toss up between uh, whoever you want to talk to about it. You know.
2: Well, listen, you've been listening to us for a long time, as you said, and we appreciate your kind words, Davey, but. As you know, uh, both me and Cam are very petty, angry men. So <laughs> we, I can find a way to get uh, to get upset about these things. But don't be a stranger, Davey. Thank you very much for the kind words. I almost thought we were getting trolled for a second, Cam, like there was a butt coming. Yeah. i thought so fan, too. but listening no, for yes, a long David, time. Uh, but I really what? disagree with you. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. hey, fellas, I appreciate
6: it.
3: You have a good one, all right?
2: Hey, Thank you, you too, Davey. Don't, don't be okay. a stranger.
3: Hey, yeah, I'm on. Thanks. All get right. some winners, yeah. Davey likes ice winners. We'll get. Hopefully, we'll get okay. only three games tonight.
2: Only three. Make, make make sure to let them go now, though, Yang. That's the whole thing. Like, always oh, the call is five minutes later. Hey, 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 guys. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Yang. I'm starting to cut them off in like mid sentence, like, "Hey, guys, I see you." Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's an art. You're got, you're now, you got one thing. You get a hot trigger. One thing, <laughs> one thing is, I'm gonna give these guys. yeah you know, they it's on multiple computers and stuff, so. It's not like, you know, like a lot of board ops and stuff. They're right there. So you think, all right, you hang up, you have the next call, blah, yeah. blah. But Yang's sliding around chairs. like uh, It's like a traffic yeah, control in there. I, I know. I saw he's him sliding in room. over room. On you know, yeah. he, he's Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's rolling he over one computer, and he rolls slides over in the rolling chair yeah. to the other one. You know, there's a lot of things going on there at once. So um, Yang's doing a great job. Yang's, Yang's doing a great job. So, and uh, according to Davey, uh, so are we, evidently. Yeah. <laughs>
3: That was a nice call. Davey had a nice voice. Yeah, people there. are nice. A, he sounded like he, he, had, he had that like kind of yeah. Like he sounds like down, a former sort of radio guy scorer. or something. Yeah, he sure did. He
2: sure did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, world's richest man Jeff Bezos is getting a divorce.
3: Yeah, huh, well,
2: how much do you gonna think his wife uh, will be getting? Yeah. Uh,
3: hi. That's tough. It's tough today. I, I, I haven't looked at their paperwork. You know what kind of deal that they had hammered out before marriage. I don't know what she what she what she looking for. One
2: hundred and thirty-seven
3: uh, billion. One hundred thirty-seven billion. Oh yeah. My God, that's a that's a lot of money. That's bread, buddy. No. Oh my, one hundred thirty-seven billion.
2: A oh girl's got to live. What? I mean, how could she yeah, survive yeah, yeah, yeah. on less, less oh. than one hundred thirty-seven billion dollars?
3: <laughs> What's he worth? What's he worth?
2: Eight hundred billion dollars. So
3: five times. Oh, my God. Really? Four times. I got to be honest with you, though. I'm all for the woman, like, you know, getting a getting a big uh, cut, big piece of the pie, big uh, nugget of cheese. But you know what, Morensi? That's too much. You earned that money just because you married him. You don't deserve to take that much of his empire. Why? Fifty million. No, no, no. They've been been married for
2: they've been married for twenty five years. She's okay. been with him when he started out in his garage. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay,
3: okay. That's
2: still a lot of bread.
3: It's a lot of money, friend. What Reports
2: are there. There is no prenup. <laughs> oh, so they're just gonna work it up. Yeah. Good dear luck. God, can you can Ooh. you imagine being the attorney that gets this gig? Oh, like, yeah. Her attorney? This yeah. Is the, Her attorney. Her attorney. Yeah. <laughs> this is the mother of all. This is the mother of all. Like you know, like your Lionel you Hutz like you like like 137 yeah. what yeah, right. 137 what? Billion? Seven, what? billion
3: are you saying billion? <laughs> <Just> imagine billion? <laughs> like
2: she calls someone on the phone hello can you represent me in my divorce case yeah no problem mrs uh, smith uh, just so what does your husband do oh he owns amazon uh, what, uh, what what, what uh, you look it up estimated <laughs> network 800 billion <laughs>
3: You're so right, man. Like, like, like you're. She's made nice. It's like you, you, you say,
2: uh, this isn't factual. Could, no one knows. They just got yeah. divorced. But basically, she could go for four hundred. There are reports. There are reports, 50, that, 50. That's the reports yeah. that that's the number. There are reports that that's the number. One hundred and thirty-seven billion. Look, he's got. Listen, it's a lot of money, but it ain't fifty percent. She could be saying, "Give me $400 billion. This is fair. It's a lot of freaking money, man. One hundred and thirty. Sure 800 is eight hundred. Billion dollars.
3: <laughs> she just seems like a regular, like chick. Yeah, she's with this guy through thick and thin. eh? wow, it's interesting. That's a lot of bread gear there, Marenzi. You said it. That lawyer. Wow, like eight hundred billion. On the I can't
2: even comprehend like I, that much money.
3: Buddy, I can't comprehend a couple G's these days. Like, what are you? That kind of money? Like, it's it's insane. He's an interesting looking guy. He Kind of looks like a uh, Lex Luthor a little bit. basil Yeah,
2: yeah, he's, he looks evil. That's what you're saying. Kind of, he looks say like Captain evil. Picard.
3: Yeah, he kind of looks like a mixture of like, uh, yeah,
2: Picard and uh,
3: and uh, Lex Luthor. Luthor, like a a, for, a
2: formation of both. One one thing about this dude, though, listen, I'm not saying he he was homeless and he grew up on the street, but he did start like from scratch. You know what I mean? Like he, he built this. Yeah, he built this company up, and Amazon started in a garage and all that, and uh, he now he rules out. the world. Um, All right, uh, let's bring in Big Cat. What's up, Big Big Cat? Cat.
3: Meow. Hey guys, how's it meow meow? How's it going today?
2: (laughs) How you doing? Always a pleasure, Big Cat. Always a pleasure. What's going on, bro?
3: Nice to see your post, Gabe, on uh, on Woodbine possibly getting some uh, sports betting get uh, getting involved here. What uh, what are your guys' opinions on that? Yeah, I sent uh, Gabe that story today, and I thought we were going to talk about it on the show. It's uh, basically the owner of Woodbine, sorry, the CEO of Woodbine, Gabe is you know ex athlete horse guy, whatever. He's sick and tired of this uh, not having single game uh, wagering stuff. The horse industry is uh, dying there. Uh, you know, they they just basically they brought in the casino game instead of the uh, just the, the slots. They have the table games now, and uh, with Ford in charge, they want they want to bring it up a notch. They want a gambling. They want like a gambling kiosk there. They want to bring sports gambling into that facility and save people's jobs. They've already had strikes. Marantz, you'll get your take on too. But Woodbine was really struggling for a long time, and I've done some work for them.
2: Yeah, the thing is it won't save the horse racing industry. Like, they're two different separate yeah. things. It's they like are. people going to FanDuel. You know, but basically they're seeing a model in New Jersey right now at the Meadowlands, and the, the the people that are coming in. Now, it'll save the property, but it won't save horse racing. But yes. long story short, I mean, the NHL was the one that blocked single-game wagering before years ago. All right? Jacques Demers, former head coach somehow, he was appointed as senator. And it's ridiculous. You know what I mean? It's token. I mean, the guy admitted he doesn't know how to read. Somehow the guy's like a Oh, yeah, he's, he's illiterate. That's right. That's correct. And, and he's the one that blocked it. Now, the Canadian Senate has never blocked anything in the history of, like, Canadian politics before. They're not even active. They're just token, like, useless whatever. And But the NHL at the time didn't want this. They want gambling in Canada because they're so heavily associated in the NHL in Canada, blah, blah. So Batman had the power to stop it, Big Hat. Now, it's the opposite. The <laughs> yep. NHL has their hand out, and they're, they're taking money from any gaming thing that they can get their hands on, from Caesars to FanDuel. The New Jersey Devils have a FanDuel sportsbook bar in the arena. You can bet on that the there, game. but in, in the future, the
5: game.
2: in the future, they're going to have a sportsbook in there once they change the law in New Jersey, which they will, because now you can only bet on sports at a racetrack or a casino. Not in the sports arena, but you will. they'll be able to change that. But long story short, they'll do the same thing in Canada soon. And ironically enough, now listen, Trudeau's a flake, and this isn't on the top of his priority list, but it's on the top of N- Canadian NHL teams' priorities list because this is a monetary situation for them, right? You know what I mean? Like the draft fan FanDuel could become the official sponsor to Montreal Canadiens, a lot of money. And the Toronto Maple Leafs, about all the money the Leafs could make off of gambling, sponsorships, and blah, blah. So it's going to happen. And Bettman said recently, he was asked about this, and he said, well, times have changed, and now it's legal. I encourage the Canadian government to look into this, i.e. they're going to do this. I'm glad that Woodbine's at the forefront of this, pushing this right now. The casinos um, in Niagara and in Windsor need to start pitching right now and get on Trudeau about this, because no political party in Canada is against this. That's the thing. Like you know, normally people pitch about everything in today's day and age, uh, big cat and cab, but in this case there isn't, because basically nobody wants to be seen to block money. Like you know, Niagara, the little tourist ship as well, but the rest of Niagara is poor, right? Very, on very both much sides, so. it's poor. So sports so. gambling can help Seneca Casino and. Sports gambling would help the Canadian side. Sports gambling would rejuvenate Windsor's casinos. Uh, you go down the list, it's just, you know, so no poli- no politician wants to say, I don't want jobs coming to this community. So it's ridiculous that it's not done already. But the Canadian government, their heart's in the right place. It takes them a long time to do things, very slow moving. But uh, I would expect in the next two years that single-game sports wagering will be in Canada, Big Cat.
3: I, I just think most players, I only know pro line in general, so getting them into the the wind of sports betting will
7: will uh, make them bet a little oh, more. I mean, how could you know how you win games it when in, you gotta big win cat. by
6: six and four and all this stuff?
2: They'll end. They'll it's such a pleasure, big cat. Yeah, um, have a good day. Guys. We'll have some picks. Take care we'll of some picks, pick, but they'll still bet. People will still play those
1: parlays. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game time decisions. Game time decisions.
2: Game time decisions ready, raise, radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We haven't done a live read, Cam. You got something for us. Yeah, Sorry, uh, Gabe. I got
3: sidetracked by this uh, bong that T-bombed on, on the air. Uh, Colorado Rockies bong. Very, very nice looking. But I will get you a live read as soon as I can. Sorry, got a little sidetracked there. But I got something for you. I got something for you. you I know we got, got by a, what, a water bong. Yeah, yeah. It's a Colorado Rockies water bong. It's absolutely amazing. He goes... Great, great line by T-Bone. He goes, it hits like uh, Nolan
2: Arenado, too. Smooth. <laughs> oh, Colorado, they're selling. Yeah,
3: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah
2: they got these balls. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, huh? I'm sure. Uh, oh, there it is. That's a nice one. I'm, sure uh, I'm sure the Colorado Rockies are ecstatic that uh, yeah, they're they are, right? used <laughs> on water bumps.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> You want me to get that read to hey, you, game? Because uh, yes, got sir. One for you. Anything for Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring it on.
3: Yeah. And also, yeah, we got uh, golf lineups and uh, more coming up at uh, six o'clock in the gambling DFS hour. DailyRoto.com. Our partnership with Data Golf back for 2019 with the all-new premium fantasy golf betting tools. Check out all the new stuff, guys. Lineup optimizer with custom settings and advanced groupings. Customizable projections for FanDuel and DraftKings. Ownership projections. PGA Finish Probabilities and Simulator, Elite and Top 20 Market Betting Tools, Head to Head, Three Ball Betting Tools, PGA Pro Tip, Subscriber Chat, and a whole lot more. Go to dailyroto.com, click on Go Premium, choose Golf, and enter the promo code Golf19 for a 10% discount. That's dailyroto.com. Click on Go Premium, click on Golf, and enter the promo code Golf19 for that 10%
2: discount. Gabe, back to you. Yeah, we'll have some golf picks uh, a little bit later on. Our uh, DraftKings uh, golf lineup crushed it uh, last yeah. week. Let's bring in uh, Lou, Lou. Com, as uh, We've got the heavy hitters on uh, Wednesday. Mark Lawrence uh, will be a regular with us every Wednesday now. He was on Sports Rage Against the Machine with me all year long, but now uh, he transforms onto this show. And uh, But uh, Mark will be joining us uh, in the 420 segment moving forward. So we're going to start off with uh, with Mark Lawrence, then into Lou, but just today, Mark will be joining us at six o'clock, a little bit later on. So final two hours of the show, uh, very very good. Uh, but now you got to bring it. You got to bring it, Lou, because yeah, Mark Lawrence is stepping up after. Uh, we we need, we need hey. some uh, we need some heavy <laughs> insight now.
8: Well, I'm going to give you my best, whether Mark Lawrence is on or not. But I will tell you this: anyone that is smart would be wise to next week. Tune in early to get to Mark Lawrence, and in this week, listen late to take him in because he's a totally professional, articulate, uh, long-time, reputable handicapper in this business who's total—he's very well respected uh, by me for sure. Yeah, one of the Great nicer guy, guys too. in the
2: industry. Yeah, one exactly. of the nice, right. nicer guys uh, in this uh, industry. Hopefully, you can help me out with college basketball a little bit tonight because. Uh, we got a muddled board, and I got killed. I I shuddered. I don't even want to know what my account is, but it'll be all right.
3: Actually, game. I well. and I also got a friendly email. About, they want to know if you want your twenty-two. Uh, that, that claim bonus. You want me just to claim it? to yeah, throw yeah, another yeah, Twenty yeah, we, in the pot there. Yeah we,
2: <laughs> yeah, we. have to because then they'll send me another one next week, and I shouldn't. table. I got to go. no, never leave them on the table, buddy. I'll click away. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, NFL. Let's get into the NFL with uh, with Gamblu right now, <laughs> Lou. We got four games on the board. Um, last week was a successful week uh, for uh, for me. Uh, Cam uh, Seahawks got bounced, but he he didn't, he didn't jump in on it. And um, it
3: was okay. how you two You were you were you were four and zero oh sides. I was two and two because I went with the
2: Gambleu's Bears. That game really hurt me, so no lying there. The Bears and the Saints. When it was all said and done, Lou, how many games did you bet? How'd you do last week?
8: So uh last week I had a I had a tough week. If you'll remember, I was kinda of touting the home teams and uh and and I, I thought it would be smart to go that way. Uh I, I lost with Houston. Uh fortunately I I had a money line Dallas bet and that was dead luck. Uh Baltimore <laughs> Baltimore had
2: I I, I I had Seattle pluck the points and that was dead luck too, so
8: <laughs> okay. kind of anyway, away. anyway, you get it. The, the key was is that I I I talked to numerous bookmakers throughout the country. Uh, I mean, not only the guys in Vegas, but a lot of local independent guys throughout the country in big cities, and because I I, I trade information with them, and and it was clear that there was going to be a tsunami size loss for the bookmaker if Philadelphia. Had not won the game, uh, and uh, I I did the something that I would never want to admit, but I will, and I and I would never advise to other people is after after having kind of a tough early start, I I loaded up on Philly money line and on the points, and I believe I got really lucky, but it, it's no way to bet. You don't want to be chasing the late game uh you would rather be proactive when that first bet of the weekend is always important and that's what we're going to try and do here this weekend
2: yeah it's so critical to get off and running it's very very important now game i could do that
3: though i was in new york city and you know we were visiting and i told you once i went to that live bet uh, when the window was closed uncle cam not uncle louie got screwed the bear the bears malt this bear i got absolutely
2: killed well, we can't live in the past. We move forward. Yeah, to move forward. Uh, listen, I like the board sweep, but that doesn't mean anything. It may suck. So I like it. It means I'm going to win. But uh, Indianapolis at Kansas City, five and a half fifty-seven right now, Lou. Five and a half fifty-seven. Your thoughts on this? Now, one thing I just want to throw out there as far as numbers. Uh, last week we loved the Chargers. Smash yep. Chargers got it done. Kept on talking about how rookie quarterbacks were zero seven in their last seven playoff uh, starts. Now we we go a little bit deeper. Now Mahomes isn't isn't a rookie, but quarterbacks making their first playoff start. So not just you know rookies, you know playoff playoff quarterbacks uh, making their first start that aren't rookies against experienced uh, quarterbacks three and twelve. So now Mahomes f- finds himself in this situation right now. Now, Lou, I get it. Kansas City your dangerous football team, but Indianapolis have all the traits of a Super Bowl team right now, or at least a team that's going to go on a little bit of a run. Top 10 offense, top 10 defense, Red Hawk quarterback, great offensive line. You can't, You Andrew, they're protecting the quarterback. Uh, Marlon Max running the football successfully. Andrew Luck is so good that he makes average wide receivers better. Even the T.Y. Hilton's really good, but he's hurt. But, you know, they're moving to the football. Their offense is clicking. Defensively, there's Leonard kid's a phenom that should be a pro bowler. They're a physical football team. And then you got KC who's been off for a couple of weeks, this sort of finesse team. Kareem Hunt not there anymore. Andy Reid's got a lot of postseason disappointment. What's your take, Luke?
8: Mike, uh, you bring up a bunch of good points, Gabriel, and, and the, the loss of Lamar Hunt, excuse me, the loss of Kareem Hunt to the Kansas to the Kansas City Chiefs is is I think a substantial loss most of the numerics that I chart when I watch teams offense and defense Sorry Lou from, I just can't
2: help I can't help but chuckle, but you know you're old when you're confusing yeah, Kareem Hunt Lamar. with Lamar.
8: <laughs> I was <know. We're laughs> hoping
2: you guys had let that pass. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, shit, did Lamar Hunt just die? I'm like, man, he I died mean, a while ago. Exactly but now it's like,
8: was it Lamar Hunt Jr. Yeah. whatever? Yeah. But yeah, anyway, you're sorry, I just, I couldn't hey yeah. resist, Lou. That's I do I don't blame you. I did it to myself. But uh, what I was saying is I trust the numbers all season long. I've been quoting uh, rankings, and I use Football Outsiders' DVOA rankings. He does a weighted DVOA that takes in consideration how a team's played in its last six, eight games. I really trust his numbers. And and what does it tell me? It it tells me that even though Kansas City's number one in DVOA, uh, really in defense, they're 26. So with all offense and they're not really balanced. Meanwhile, the uh, Indianapolis Colts have the fifth-ranked offensive DVOA and the eighth-ranked DVOA, so that spells balance. When I look at this game, I see that, yeah, everybody thinks this thing's gonna be a total shootout because uh, luck is so good, and Kansas City is an offensive team, but uh, the defense for Indianapolis uh, is not so bad it's the eighth ranked defense but there is a little bit of a chink in that defense they're 20th against the pass and kansas city as we all know has the number one ranked passing attack and when we look offensively for indianapolis what i look at is that they have the 13th ranked rushing offense their offensive line has not only been protecting Andrew Luck, but is really excelling in the physical side of football, and that is rush, rush blocking. Uh, that rushing attack is going to take aim at the 32nd-ranked rush defense in Kansas City. And so where I'm going with this long-winded uh, explanation is I look for any to use a ball control, throwing the ball to the backs, out of the backfield quite a bit. I think it's going to be a usurping situation where Indianapolis does all they can do to matriculate the ball down the sidelines as opposed to Kansas City. That's all big play. And if Indy can play from the lead, and many people out there like the Indianapolis side, I tend to not look at the side in this game, but I really, really do like the total. And I really like the total under. Because it's not going to be, it is not going to be a free for all. First of all, you're going to have 10 to 15 mile an hour winds in Kansas City. It's going to be cold and they're expecting snow. The weather, everybody, is in Kansas City Saturday, not New England on Sunday. And I absolutely expect this thing to play tight, close to the vest. Indy has to play from the lead. But I really think this game opened 55 and a half, and despite the weather, people just decided to bet this thing up. I absolutely disagree with the movement. I like the under in this first football game.
2: Lou who? Cam hey, Contrarian Lou.
3: That's, that's he playing. Contrarian oh, Lou. The over in that game. Yeah, big time, big time.
2: Okay. Um, Saturday night. Prime time. This is uh, this is uh, this is the flashy, sexy Los Angeles, Hollywood, California versus America's team and the Dallas Cowboys. I gotta tell you, man, if they had a throwdown of cheerleaders, this would be a this would be a pretty good battle too. <laughs> With the, like, this is yeah, a lot of, you know both yeah, teams a bring a lot of flash and sizzle into this one. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah.
8: Good
2: call. Where's the yeah, beef? True. Question is. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but it's a tough game. I mean, it's what's your tough. take on this it's one, very Luke? Tough. I'll just put it on the table for you. You're the guest. What's your take?
8: Yeah, my my numbers again show uh, a, a weak L.A. Ram rush defense, ranked 28th, against a potent Dallas rush offense that, in the last few weeks, has really started to find himself as they commit to Zeke as well as have the opportunity to threaten the defense. Uh, with their new toy wide receiver that they got from Oakland, uh, whose name I'm forgetting right now, uh, uh, Amari, Cooper. Uh, 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 Cooper. Uh, uh, Cooper, yes, Cooper. Thank you. So, uh, again, I, I, I don't think LA, if you look at them the last six weeks of the year, they're not the same team. Gurley's been a little dinged up. I'll give you that. And he's, they're talking like he's healthy, but, he better be healthy because it's the Rams losing Cooper Cup against a ferocious Dallas defense that's really front seven ferocious and the backside can be a, a little bit taken advantage of on occasion. Uh, but I think the Dallas defense showed us against New Orleans what they could do, and there's there was supposed to be some rain in L.A., but that field could be a little bit soggy, which I think also uh, – makes for a, a a little bit more conservative slower defensive game uh and rather than
2: i was wondering about that than, sorry i was gonna say as far as the surface i think it slows down that fast dallas defensive yeah. line just being on the grass out there in california but continue sorry
8: yeah no uh it it it, it could well slow that fast Dallas defensive line down but really the uh, the key to this game is not the Dallas defensive line Gabriel in my opinion it's the LA Ram defensive line and the and the Cowboys are going to target Indomican Soo who is really uh, playing in a contract that he's getting paid way more than his ability and he's from Nebraska I know the I, I don't know him but i yeah. followed the kid's career the Dallas Cowboys are going to run right at a all day long. I, You're going to give me seven or seven-and-a-half points on the Dallas Cowboys in this game. I'm going to gobble it up. It's funny, Cam, because yeah.
2: you know I like to bet totals a lot, but I killed the yeah. sides last week, and once we get to the playoffs, I don't like totals as much because I don't know what's going to happen in the game with the foe. Like Lou said, and I know, Lou, last week you were you know, leaning towards a conservative side, and we see this more. Right, teams are comfortable, man. Remember last week, Baltimore and and the Chargers. Chargers were kicking field goals, but they weren't panicking because they were like, "Look, Baltimore can't score. We're up twelve nothing. This is good. Don't worry about it. Just run the ball." Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you know, coaches sort of they they coach differently in the playoffs. They just do. You can't you can't deny it. So for totals, so for that game, Cameron and, and Lou said he likes the under in the first one. I like the over in that first game, but I I understand your your take and your points, but the the night game i can't get a feel for the total cam i don't know about you 49 and a half it feels a little high to me yeah it does you know i don't know i'm feeling this game right on the number on both sides i'm looking at 28 21 rams guys in that ballpark it, and you said it gabe like
3: look at the look at the games houston game under the number the one game that we thought was going to be under it turned out to be over the seattle game all these other games are going yes, under. Yes, the playoffs exactly. are different playoffs are different but look at look, look like the, the seattle
2: dallas game cam yeah, that, Dude, that was the total hit 27 and a half at one How point. I know. They ended up being 46 exactly. points. Exactly. Right? You know get what I mean? Like hurt goes hurt from up, oh, over. my God. Exactly. <laughs> like, you don't know. Daily Roto, they're, 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 they they're had a five-star play on the over the Bears game last week. Both teams couldn't get out of their own way. Right? You, know, you don't know. Decisions continues. Yeah. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Now this way, little Giggle for Andrew.
3: Smoke on the water. They're old they school. Zero three five zero three six five. It's the only song I know on guitar. Very easy. Bought <laughs> <laughs> myself. It's easy to one. sing though. Oh no, the lead singer Deep Purple could wail. Wicked band.
8: Ian Ian Turner.
3: Yeah, got me. Deep Purple's awesome
8: killed he he him that's right.
3: Yeah, that's right. Ian good call. Dillon, yeah. Good call. Good call, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty good at like, rock. Hi, uh, like high, Highway Star, like the
2: notes that the guy, this guy hits oh, yeah, levels. Yeah.
3: You said it, man. This guy's the real deal. Great right? song. Whale. Yeah. I think he did. I,
2: I think I'm he did like a Broadway thing, thing, Jesus Christ Superstar, or oh, he uh, must have crushed it. All right, so in bad. London, maybe London's Broadway, you know, theater, whatever. He's done like, yeah, the guy's got like a real voice. His voice is kind of shot now, though.
3: Yeah, well, it happens when you get older. Your voice gets tougher, and he sung so high that's t- that's hard to replicate.
2: That record actually, he only did one record with uh, with Black Sabbath, uh, "Born Again," and uh, it's one of the more underrated Black Sabbath records. Very, very good. The song. What's it called? Play it. Uh, "Born Black Again." Black Sabbath,
3: "Born Again." I'm gonna go check it out.
2: "Born Again." Born again. <laughs> like it's uh <laughs> Yeah, you know, play 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 that on the way out, uh Yang. Black Sabbath Born Sabbath Again. Born again. Yeah, I'd like uh, to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They have um uh, they have a song Disturbing the Priest. They actually recorded next to a church and a priest came over and said, Guys, man, you're freaking <laughs> loud. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. what's the other song? (laughs) I was going down the road about 105. I was burning. wheels were turning. Whatever. Yeah, great record. Anyways, look it up, guys. If you like Black Sabbath or you like uh, rock, you're unaware. Like, uh, great record. Uh, Born Again, Black Sabbath. So, we're with uh, LouGambleau.com. Let's get into uh, Sunday's game here. Chargers and Patriots. Cam, I'll start with you. What, What do you think about this game?
3: Well, I think just looking at it, Gabe, and you talk about weather and oh, snow, whatever. We saw it in the Baltimore game. Wind, wind, wind really rattled uh, Lamar Jackson. Not just being a young guy early in that game, the ball's afraid to throw running. The Chargers got there and stopped the run with some nice packages. 46.5 seems too low to me. I think the Chargers can score probably 24 points in this game. Patriots around, you know, uh, 28. Like I see like a 52 type of total there and it's 46 and a half right now. Eileen dog in the over, but I really like the over even more than the Chargers. I see points, Morency. What do you think there, Lou?
8: Yeah, I, I see that this this total open 48 and a half and I'm quoting the Westgate here. But it opens 48 and a half and on the threat of weather it gets dropped all the way to 46 and a half and and it's kind of bouncing around It's raised up a little bit to 47. Uh, I, I tend to agree with you, Cam. I think L.A. is, Philip Rivers in his interviews, he's slathering. He cannot wait to get at Brady. He is looking forward to it. I think their team is looking forward to it. However, let's remember their last three weeks that they've played football at Denver, back home. Last week, to Baltimore for a 1 p.m. Eastern game that's 10 o'clock on their bodies back to the west coast and now they go to new england for another 1 p.m eastern game that's 10 o'clock on their their body clocks the nfl is not doing the chargers any favors whatsoever in this game Uh, i'm scared of this game i don't have a lot of feel but with a gun to my head i'm taking new england here
2: you know it's hard to overlook it's hard to overlook past history In in this situation. The Ravens were able to overcome some of their playoff disappointments, but they've won playoff games before. Rivers has only been to the AFC Conference Championship game once, I believe, in his career. Ironically, against the Patriots. Yet, he's 0-7 against Tom Brady. Yet, i got to be honest with you, I kind of like that. I feel that this is the Chargers' year. And I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, but... I think that they're going to beat them outright, guys. I think the Chargers are going to go in there. would be And they're great. going to beat them outright. You just mentioned Phillip Rivers. I'm going to talk about the other side of the football here. I think that the Chargers defense is going to win this football game for them. I think it goes over because I think the Chargers will do you know, I think the Chargers, it'll be close. I think the Chargers will get, you know, 28 points or so, 27. But I think that the, the – um, it might go under this game. Like I'm concerned, Cam. Like that's thing with the total of this one. I have a I have a sneaking suspicion that this isn't Clemson, Alabama, but sort of. And that people are going to be like, oh my God, like what's going on here? Like like I think I think we're gonna there are people my bold point is guys,
0: early, early Sunday
2: afternoon, a lot of defense. People that's are gonna be talking about Tom Brady's lost it, Gronk's done, what's the future of the Patriots? People abandon ship quickly. I think that Joey Bosa, I think that Melvin Ingram and these guys, and Derwin James and this defense, I think they're going to terrorize the men. I think that Bosa is going to get to Brady. I think Brady is going to be a bitch and throw the ball away. He's going to spike it. I think he's going to get all frustrated. I think the Chargers defensive line is going to cause problems. I think the Chargers secondary is not intimidated by Gronkowski, who's not Gronkowski anymore. And I think Phillip Rivers, Melvin Gordon, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, and Antonio Gates will do enough to win this football game, guys. I think they win outright.
8: The one comment I would add, gentlemen, is that uh, remember this time of year, not only does coaching really become magnified, but so too do special teams. And if if I've got to place my – if I've got to place importance on all three facets of the uh football game and team in New england who ranked sixteenth in special teams against the chargers who were twenty sixth. Yeah, but now they got, they got Lou. different Lou, yeah. I will yeah, say this. Lou, hey, Lou, we were hey, talking talk we, were we, were,
3: we were talking Lou, though sorry to interrupt Lou, but last week when me and Gabe we went out to special was teams, is awesome. When, when I was in New York, game. it was amazing. I've never seen every punt year, returns. Lou, you know these guys everything with hunting when they coverage, have Novak field goals, they, they miss kicks horrible cypher shank punt this all the all that crazy stuff that happened with the Chargers Badly nutted field goals in the wind they pinned Baltimore deep I haven't seen the Chargers special teams Lou in years play that good and I think they could do it again they took their show on the road to Baltimore Gabe you would you not agree like it was a we were that, that's what we were talking about in the game said they this is a like different Chargers team
8: yeah, one week does not uh, a season make. And over the course of the season, I'm taking Guskowski over Badgley. I'm taking the Patriots at home with the rest off. I, I just got to go by the numbers. The Chargers are going to have to prove it to me, guys. But I will say this. I have no position on this game.
2: Lou, it's it's a tough position.
3: <laughs> it's a tough game. <laughs> Betting against the Patriots Listen, is how you go broke. And Wait, the AFC? I'm the Chargers,
2: too. I'm, I'm taking both teams on the money line. I'm taking the Colts on the money line. I'm taking the Chargers on the money line. If I go one and one, I kick a profit in the NFC. And I like the, I'm going to be a parlay playing puke, uh, Lou, but not really. Because a money line parlay with the Rams and the Saints is minus 153. A seven-point well, teaser. Wouldn't
8: you, why wouldn't you tease it? Why, why wouldn't you tease exactly. it then for minus?
2: That's what we're going to do.
8: Right. I i like we're going the, to do. I'd like the Rams. I think the Ram uh, the Ram New Orleans teaser makes a lot of sense and I will say that I have executed a Ram and New Orleans teaser earlier in the week. I'm waiting to come back with Dallas. That will be my middle attempt. So my wagers for the weekend will be Indy Kansas City under a Ram New Orleans tease each to roughly a pick New Orleans now most people will get they'll have to give two or so but you're still below the key number three, and then coming back with Dallas, hopefully with seven in the hook. That will be my my blueprint for success for this weekend.
2: Um. All right, so for this football game, the number's been bouncing around. It was nine. It came down, and I think it popped back up to eight, didn't it, in this football game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saints, Saints
8: eight, eight. total 50-and-a-half,
2: yeah. Saints eight, 50-and-a-half. I think it gets there as far as the over is concerned because I think the Saints are going to lay a beating. I think the Saints are going to put a clinic on offensively and they're going to put up, like, 41 points or something. I think. Listen, last time they played, it was 48-7. I was all over the Eagles, too, so I'm not, like, an anti-Eagle guy or anything. But this is where... Yeah, and I called it on the money line. I bet it. Um, But this is where the Nick Foles... It, the clock striking midnight. Cinderella going home. Yeah, it's done. Um, I think they get routed. I think the Saints are going to beat them like 41 forty, forty-one, seventeen, forty-one, fourteen, maybe four. You know, forty-one, twenty. It, maybe Philly scores some garbage points as the game goes on, but I think it's a good old fashioned beating, Lou.
8: Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree pretty pretty strongly. And and granted, on your side is another team. With three straight road games, Philadelphia had to go to the skins to win. Then they had to go to Chicago uh, last week, and now they go to new Orleans. And so their travel isn't near what San Diego's is, but they've been on the road. And really what I see here is, uh, the first game in week 11, new Orleans came seven points and Philly played that game with Wentz. It's clear that either Wentz ain't right or he was hurt, but it's clear that Foles is a better offensive conductor for that team than Wentz. And now you're going to give me eight points in a rematch. I know it's in New Orleans, but let's just understand that Philadelphia has the 11th-ranked passing offense, and it's in the last three weeks with Foles in there, it's been much better. They're going to be facing a New Orleans team with a 22nd-ranked pass defense. Don't underestimate Foles. Don't be laying a bunch of points in this game. I do not buy the blowout. I think this thing is going to be competitive. Philadelphia is strong on the front line of the offense and the defense, and they're going to deal New Orleans fits.
3: Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I gave you know what I'm doing? Lose, lose, see, that's why I know he's a good realtor. He, he, he's selling me on his property right now, but – you know what, uh, Gabe? I'm kind of with you on this one. I'm probably not going to take New Orleans minus eight, but I do believe they win No, the game. no, I don't. And, I hate doing it. And that. to bring them, and to be, bring them down. I don't want to be Tom Teaser because look what it did with me last week. It put me in the poorhouse with Parkey's, uh My with the teaser that we lost last week. Chargers yes, Seahawks. Correct. Sure. Yeah, and we won the Chargers. Yeah, we won the Chargers teaser to all the other stuff. But the problem was, I went balls deep with that uh, uh, Bears team, and they, I thought they were going to murder them. I'm. Uh, what do you think about the tease, though, Gamblu? Don't you think uh, New Orleans wins this game? You think Philadelphia can I, beat I, these guys at plus
8: two ninety on the money line? I do, but let's again, guys. Let's remember last week what happened. Everything it, this week. There's going to be no Monday night college football game, so all the teasers, all the parlays. All the gimmicks and exotics are going to tie into Philly and New Orleans, and everybody and their mama going to do what I did and be on that New Orleans teaser. The makers are going to need Philadelphia bad, and they're going to need a Philly win. Now, I don't know if they're going to get the Philly win, but I'm not going to underestimate a team that's the returning champion going back to New Orleans to face a team. And again, New Orleans has sputtered a little bit lately as well. Uh, The key to New Orleans is going to be, in the first game against Philadelphia, Traquan Smith, rookie for New Orleans, had 153 yards and one or two touchdowns, and without Teddy Ginnon, Traquan Smith's not been a factor in these last games, and defenses are doubling up on uh, wide receiver Thomas. And you saw what the Cowboys did when they took away the backs out of the backfield. Philadelphia is going to take that page out of the book. And if New Orleans doesn't find someone other than Mike Thomas to catch some passes, a tight end or somebody, they're going to be in a heap a lot of trouble. So don't underestimate Philadelphia, guys. They they believe. I agree with what you're saying. I was talking
2: about that too. That it's been a problem for them. They don't. Excuse me. They don't have a legitimate number two wide receiver. No, it's Thomas. And yeah, you're it's, right. Yeah, Thomas. Never, Thomas Thomas gets double teamed and it's a problem and the other guys what's the other guys? Elwood or what's his name? I think it's Elwood. It's, uh Smallwood? Uh, yeah, no, the
8: other guy. Yeah. No, yeah, that's Wendell, guys Wendell guys,
2: Smallwood. No, no, it's yeah, I'll get the guy's name on the Saints here. It's I think it's I Elwood, wide receiver.
8: Oh, I'd like Cooperwood Coop or something. He's another rookie, but they gotta have somebody step up. Yeah, there yeah he outside was off the back they got they got Teddy Ginn. Yeah, but it's back, all about Alvin Teddy... Kamara, dude.
2: It's all about Alvin Kamara. They they run the football. They turned into a run first football team. Lou down the stretch, Kirkwood. Yeah. And that's that's dude, Kirkwood. Kirkwood. Thanks, Cam. Cam, thank you. Um, no problem. Yeah. And that's 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 the dangerous thing about them, though. To me, the difference is, in the most least talked about star player here is Alvin Kamara coming in. It's a great point, game out of the back, I think Go he's the, the, game. Game. the kid's a
8: suit. He's a star, he's man. Most he's talked- a star. He's the most talked-about guy in the Philadelphia Eagles locker room. I guarantee yes. you. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, you're you're right about that. You're right about that. So you think the Eagles hang? Listen, I love the Eagles last week. We'll see um, if I, if I'm jumping off. I was on them in the Super Bowl too, so I could be jumping off at the wrong time. But I think that this uh, this train's about to derail, and I don't want to be there when it crashes. <laughs>
8: Well, it, it'll be it'll be great viewing. It should be another Saturday, Sunday of just awesome games. I know you thought the games were kind of boring last week, but I I love ugly. Just I love horse races in the mud, and I love ugly low under football games.
2: Uh, you know, no, listen, I'm a, I I don't need. I'm not one of these new school guys. Yeah, no, I, I like I'm not one of these games. new school guys that needs like fifty one forty eight or anything like yeah. that. But. As a whole, look, the, the Houston Indy game wasn't a lot of drama. It just sort of Lacking. dragged on. Uh, the Saturday night game, Dallas and Seattle, you know, yeah, Seattle just bumps. kept running. The, yeah, it, it picked up late. You know what I mean? It picked up late. The Bears-Vikings, uh, the Bears um, game with the Eagles, it was close, so it was tense and stuff, but it was ugly football. You know, turnovers, misreads. It, it was just ugly. And Baltimore uh, was ugly you know the too. best, yeah. And the Baltimore game was pathetically ugly. Like the only thing to save the NFL really is they just sort of had weird things happen at the end of the games. Specifically, Cody Parkey. You know that was you know everyone talked about that and he had oh Cody Parkey and a kick. But I think business will pick up this week. There's better teams now playing. Yeah, that that's the difference. You've better got better, better, better quarterbacks.
8: Play. All the better yeah. quarterbacks are are in line this week. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. And quite honestly. Uh, when I saw that first snap out of the Baltimore quarterback, I knew I was in big trouble on the first offensive snap.
2: I'll tell you what though, guys, going back to 2013, only five teams that played wild card weekend made it to their conference championship game. So that would be 20 games. You know, so that's what, five years, four games a year.
8: Yeah, but prior to that, there was a good run. You had Pittsburgh there get, was, there. Luke. You had yeah. get there. You had, had Baltimore get there. Giants, so. but that was 2008 to 2012. From 2013 to
2: 2017, a one seed has won the Super Bowl five years in a row, and they've done so by an average of 18 points per game in the playoffs too. It's been pretty dominant. For the record, 16 one seeds from the NFC have won the Super Bowl since 1975. Nine one seeds from the AFC. So it seems like the one seed in the NFC is a
1: more dominant position to be in. Lou, it's always a pleasure, my man.
4: All right, uh, Yang.
2: We're over for two, bro. "Call Me Blondie" was not born again by Black Sabbath, and. Although this is a heavy, good song, this is not Black Sabbath. Born Again. <laughs> and the music should stop. Hello? Wow, wow. Okay. Wow, wow, okay.
3: Wow, wow, wow.
2: I'm sorry. What was hey, that? Hey, buddy. <laughs> what? 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 What's up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You- yeah.
6: <laughs> oh, you know what? I right. mean, we was moving stuff around inside the uh, the studio, so I didn't see a Gmail. chat. I
2: know. Oh. I know. There's always something going oh, on. You guys are stupid. Still- besides. <laughs> I know what besides it is. I- I love my yeah, crew, but it. there's always something going on besides, like, the actual, like, show that's going on here.
4: Well, you know that little clutter so, yeah, yeah. there Look at the... I removed a lot of clutter there, but uh, I got you, buddy. I see it there. Yeah, you guys yeah, are I still know. cleaning, no, yeah? I know, but. You're still cleaning. Yeah.
2: Still cleaning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was You'll there the that, start of the that, cleanup. Yeah, yeah. You'll notice that message was from about 16 minutes ago, yeah.
6: Yeah, we was over here moving stuff, so.
3: I just got done. <laughs>
2: yeah, I know, but are we are we CMC Moving Company or are we doing a radio show? You know? Oh, we
3: CMC Moving Company, <laughs> like, I, like radio station, yes. like we're everything right
4: now. What's you know?
2: Acme Moving? Acme Moving yeah. and Acme Producing. No, no, no. Well, tell these people to move things around you that you're busy trying to live, like you know
3: what I mean? Yeah.
2: Working on it. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so I got I got it for the next one. <laughs> My Acme
3: apologies. Moving,
8: I like that.
2: <laughs> I like. Love you guys. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, you're the man, Yang. It's all good. I, I, I love Yang, too. I was there, no, right? on the morning yeah, show. I was there, on the morning on the morning show, like stuff like is going on. Like I, yeah, well, I for clear. something. It's like five minutes later, and like something else, and then I get like a snarky response back. There's a lot going on here. I'm well, doing something. It's like. Yeah, but it's like, and I'm not talking about Yang now it's in the morning. It's like, yeah, but yeah. I thought your job was to sort of be doing this show. <laughs> like producing the show. Yeah, like yeah. No, but it's like right now you and I are concentrating on this show. Correct. Right? I'm starving, Like, I'm dude. not it like, really oh, oh I'm moving. Like, whatever, dude. Like, look, my place is pretty messy right now. Like, I'm not yeah, cleaning no, I'm not it up they're... right now. I'm sitting in the good. mess doing the show. Yeah, good point. Kate. I'm not well, like, good wow. Point. hold on. I didn't, I, what's up, Cam? I, I didn't get that because floor right now. <laughs> I could really use a it's clean up like, no, because so. I know during four to seven, I'm busy. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> oh man, I always like oh. it's it's building up where I'm like, man, I got to send an email out soon. Like, uh
3: you no, know hey, I mean? well, Mike, Mike sends emails about like you know the cleanliness of the studio and things yeah, like he that. Angry, Maybe it's though. time for yeah, you should see my yeah, house, no, but it's okay. Yeah, no, what I'm gonna tell no, you, but. but <laughs> <laughs> I'm on your side for this one because the thing is, it's frustrating sometimes. You know, Yang's our guy. No, I'm not gonna talk about him. But I even noticed it when I was there. Like, guys are doing trying to like talk, but everyone's like cleaning up. You know not you do that? Do that later. Like, do don't don't do it now. There's times for cleaning, buddy. Not when we're doing a show, right? Like I yeah. do my cleaning or at cl- clean 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Or, yeah, like when yeah, or I do yeah. it but when
2: I wake up. You know, like you do it at times yeah, yeah. when you're not doing other things. Like Yang is saved right now. He can't. He can't. Who's Who's in a room with you right now, Yang? Yeah, I know you guys can hear us. Uh, it's me. Danny. So whoever's with Yang right now, it's me. Danny. Whoever's with Yang right now. All right, Danny's all right. Danny's all right. Danny, Danny, we making you clean. What's up, Danny? Um, yeah, whoever's Sussman. with, leave Yang alone. And Sussman, well, I can't tell Sussman what to do, but uh, <laughs> Yang's busy, Craig. <Greg. laughs> all right. Just everyone let Yank concentrate on the I can't program. tell Sussman
4: to do anything yeah, either. He's said, like, listen, I need your help. Like, you know, i respond,
2: baby. That's how I do. But, uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got it. You you're a good soldier, Yank. Yeah, I yeah, do my yeah. Best, yeah you're a good yeah. soldier. I got to learn to sing no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. Yeah, All right. Now I'm all rattled. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I asked for a sing. I asked oh. for a song. You know, like I yeah. said it wasn't like. It was just the opposite. I asked for Black Sabbath Born Again, and we went out with Call Me by Blondie. Blondie. Yeah, it's a pretty different (laughs) song. Who I happen to like. I I happen to like the song. Yeah, yeah. Blondie. But then then we came back with some sort of generic metal, and I'm like, all right. Like, this is, we're all for two here. I'm just saying, if you know what I'm saying. All right, we'll get to to the phone lines in a minute. I got a story here. Um, I'm kind of pissed off I didn't bet on this, to be honest, last night online, but... I actually have money at Bookmaker, too, sometimes. I'm not sure if I do right now. You might. Uh, but it's one, of these, it's one of these things that I missed out on. It is what it is. And I guess the, the limits weren't all that bad either. But uh, Donald Trump cost uh, the sports books a ton of money last night. They actually took action, specifically Bookmaker. Yep. They weren't the only ones. I know, like, the others, the others did, too. Um they took action, so he had his State of the Union address last night. Eight minutes. Yeah, I watched it. And uh, they said an over-under on how many lies he would tell. Okay. awesome. It was 3.5 3. Three lies. Yeah,
3: exactly,
2: 3.5 <laughs> lies. So, basically, 3.5 lies. So, it's essentially one lie every two minutes in the eight minutes. So, the sportsbook thought, and they're saying now... This is what they say, bookmaker. Never in our 30-year history here at Bookmaker has action been this one-sided. It was nobody took that he wouldn't lie. (laughs) It was a nine-to-one slant. He goes, you'd have to go back to the old boxing fights to find something that was comparably one-sided as our action on this. Amazing. He said, we continuously adjusted the odds throughout the day. It didn't matter. People kept on betting on the over. (laughs) Uh, In the end, it turned out uh, Donald Trump told six lies in eight minutes. (laughs) It's pretty impressive. Know
3: what the best part of the story is? This isn't the first time Bookmaker hasn't been crushed by the wrong-sided Trump bet, having lost more than a million dollars when he won the presidency. I he's hit them for some of he's that. He's killing
2: them. Yeah, he's, they're getting smoked. I hit them. I hit them. I had it at that book. Yeah. I, had, uh, awesome. I had Trump.
3: <laughs>
2: Amazing. Amazing. You know, what's crazy. I didn't think Trump was going to win. I didn't. Like, it was basically like leading of the election, except I started to catch on in the last couple of days when Comey, Comey said Hillary was still under investigation 10 days before the election. That changed everything. And then it was sort of game on. But I basically followed the money. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's what it was funny because I got in on Trump at like plus 450 or something. And it's crazy because I even said jump on him at 12 to 1 or whatever in the early days. And I wimped out. I was like, there's no way he's really going to survive, like, get through this, right? So he actually did. And I jumped on in a, in a plus 350 plus 450 range. But going into the election day on the Monday, uh, on the Tuesday, excuse me, I was thinking. I was like, man, I got to abort. Like, I'm going to lose. Hillary's going to win. I got to get out of this. But then I noticed the odds plummeted. And Trump was like, Trump was like plus 150, dude, like the day of the election. Like around around three or four o'clock, the day of the election, that's when I was like, holy crap. Like, why is every sports book in the world making Trump the big like like he's gonna win. Yeah. Like they knew. Like the sports books always know, man. Like they knew <laughs> they're, they're ahead they of They jumped on. So like it sort of braced me, like for the news even. You know what I mean? Like when they came on, I was like and they were like, Well Trump won that state, Trump won this state, Trump won that state. I was like, Wow, the sports books are right. And then I started smashing it. I was like, Trump's gonna win. I was like it's done. Like they lost they know they know something. I lost a few hundred
3: bucks here, when I was doing Oakley's show to uh, one of, one of the reporters who bet on uh, Trump. I should I should have listened, but uh, I gave him shit odds. But he still won. Morency, that guy on CNN last night, the fact checker that does all that stuff, he works with my girlfriend.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's that an idiot loser. That guy. Yeah,
3: I don't I don't like Daniel. Don't trust Dale. Me, we're, yeah, Oh yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna get into that. But yeah, she says he's a tool.
2: Um, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> he blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> Oh, did he? It was, that's the guy. That's that. Un- are you serious? What a gearbox! Yeah, he box. blocked me. Are you serious? He blocked you for what? Yeah, he blocked why me block years you? ago because yeah. uh, I told him to leave Rob for Ford alone. Oh, nice. I said, uh, I said, what's your deal, anyways, man? I said, why you were like, why you, why are you so obsessed? Like, he was like constantly on Ford, and then it was on Trump right. all the time. So I tweeted the guy. I said, "Dude, you work for the Toronto Star. Stop worrying about Donald Trump so much. This is his little dream, though. Now he's on CNN. But you, you, yeah. you you're not going to believe this. He went to high school with Feinberg. Are you kidding me? So, so no. Wow. Feinberg knows him like well, and says that he's the biggest tool ever. That he was yeah, a tool oh, in yeah, high school, even."
8: He just seems like, sh- he seems like a little. He seems like a shapeshifter.
3: Yeah. Anyway, you know, you know who's going to be all
2: jealous. What's what was that chick that wrote the book like on Rob Ford that tried to become the little star there?
3: Oh uh, yeah, she works at the National Post now. But the problem was, you know what the problem is? And, uh, yeah. So they were going to do a movie. About Jennifer Rob Conley?
2: Ford. No, uh, no. No, no, no. That's
3: not her name. No, I. Um, frick I know she talks about her all the time. Hold on, I'll figure it out. Um, uh, t- 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 nose knows, or knows I'm surprised he hasn't, uh, maybe he'll call yeah, him, Ange-
2: him. yeah what the hell is <laughs> Yeah so basically uh, she was sort of this Cute girl, she's not hot But she's cute kind of, for a reporter she's hot But she's, you know I mean, she's not smoking right But she's cute And um, Robin, is that her name, whatever no, Yeah no, Robin, Doolittle. Robin Doolittle, oh, oh, Robin it,
3: Doolittle Robin
1: Doolittle
2: She that's worked with her, yeah yeah
3: Crazy So Robin Ford
2: story by Robin so yeah, she she was just like a Toronto star beat reporter in the city, or not whatever. even a,
3: a, a regular reporter.
2: But she, she when Rob Ford started smoking crack and doing crazy things, other media outlets were all wanting to talk about Rob Ford. So, who are they gonna get? They got the hot looking chick, right? She so she became the go to. Yeah, on like Anderson Cooper and Don Lemon and Rachel Maddow, she was doing like the TV circuit, and you could tell, man, like she got her hair done right away. Cam, <laughs> she yep. got like she changed immediately, like, and and what did you say too? She thought she was going to be part of a movie, and yeah, like basically, she tried to make a career off of Rob Ford. Like exactly, listen, Mar- I'm not I'm not going right, to hold it against so she- her for covering Rob Ford, but. Yeah. Baby, you're trying to, like, ride Rob Ford's coattails all the way to start him here. Like, how about you work on another story now, right? Like, Uh, she basically thought she was entitled, like, I'm going to be a star because I covered Rob Ford and I've been on CNN all the time, right? Well said, Except you notice she's not on TV anymore. And this Daniel Dale guy, nobody, nobody obsesses over Trump more than him. Yeah. Like, Daniel Dale, like, everything that Trump says and does, he fact-checks. And he gets all these hits because yeah, of it.
3: Yeah. It's
2: true. And I don't know. Like I don't know why the hell did. Why would CNN have something for the Toronto Star run? I Exactly. It's like That's having stuff from the Washington Post, like talking about Trudeau. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. Daniel Dale, whatever man, he sucked his way up here and to get into here. It's funny you say that. And he'll too probably because, make, he's uh, going to make a lot of money through the election doing it too. There's uh, apparently
3: well, then, like, I know I have firsthand information because uh, they're going to have a uh, Rob Ford movie. And they decided not to go with her. That's why she was going to say, hey, "I'm going to be a movie star and stuff too." Like the the production company's like, no, we're going to have a dude play the role. Apparently, she went absolutely ballistic, like went nuts. Like, Are yeah, like she wasn't going to be in the yeah. movie. Yeah,
2: but she would have been the reporter. Like she was all looking forward to having yes. like Anne Hathaway play her in a movie or something. Yes. And she really yes. would have had an ego. You know what I mean? Like, yes. So you that's got it. it. Buddy. And they they <laughs> rubbed her out of the entire. No, they didn't want to do but it. The thing is, but the thing is. You're not part of the story. Exactly. You might have covered it, but you have nothing not the to story, did you Exactly. Yeah, no, you're not the story. Well you know said, what I mean? There, there were other guys, reporters, that covered it, too. Yeah, you yeah. just happened you to know be what the happened? Kid too? girl that got on TV. Also, so
3: she left that company, and now with the National Post, like, it hasn't broke a story in, like, three years. Like, it's just a joke. Exactly what you said, buddy, like, riding somebody's coattails for, for stardom. Exactly. like, you knocked that one out of the park. Yeah, they, they, they did. Well, in the same and way...
2: In the same way all these jackals are making money off of Trump on both sides, right? You have the jackass on the right that have these stupid racist podcasts and stuff and websites where they make money and super PACs. And then you get MSNBC and the nutjobs on the left. Their, um, Their ratings have never been higher. MSNBC's beating Fox for the first time ever. But let's bring Julio from Chicago. Julio! Save me. Save us, Julio. My picks were a little weak last night. What do you got for us tonight? Although that my hockey parlay won, <laughs> yeah, it won. What's up, Julio? Yep. You guys
7: hear me good?
2: Yeah, now we got oh, you, not, Julio. Nah, yeah. okay. Right. okay, okay, perfect. I'm, assuming, perfect. I'm assuming they're moving things around in in the studio again, but uh, yeah, not now. Think, yeah. <laughs> We're definitely there's definitely <laughs> an email the, being sent out. What's up, Julio? For the hockey.
7: Thanks for the hockey parlay and the NBA tips, uh, Gabe and Camel, though. I've got a couple teams on my shit list Texas and Iowa State. I had two or three parlays that included those teams last night, and uh, well, it ruined a decent night. It would have been a great night. So those teams are on my shit list. Uh, what I'm playing tonight Houston, Temple over 135. Uh, Amazing streak in the NHL in terms of first period overs. The Blackhawks are 36 and 9 this year at an 80% clip when the total's at one and a half. Predators are 22 and 22 in the first period at 50%. So I'm taking a dip. Predators, Hawks over one and a half in the first period. Uh, Colorado are 24 and 18 at 57% in the first period overs. Calgary 24 and 20 at 54%. Going the over one-and-a-half first period, Avs, Flames tonight. St. Joe's, I did this last night, Pick'Em against St. Bonaventure. I think they're now at an underdog price or even at plus Moneyline price, so I would grab that. TCU, I grabbed the best number last night at plus seven. They're taking on Kansas tonight. I think currently it's five-and-a-half or five. Hawaii, I grabbed them at Pick'Em last night against Cal State Fullerton, the late-night D-Gen special. And then a five-team Moneyline parlay, Pelicans against Cleveland, Portland against the Bulls, Ohio State should destroy Rutgers, BCU against LaSalle, and the South Florida Bulls against Tulane,
2: gentlemen. Wow, Julio, that's a lot
3: of as games, we say Julio. before. Big card, big nice card. card. No, you, you want Julio? Big card? Gabe, we're gonna call Julio big card, <laughs> big
2: card Julio, because he's always got a big.
3: He's got a yeah, I like that
2: <laughs> big card, Julio. I like that's that. That's good. Huh? See, uh, BC, yeah, yeah, I'm, BCJ, hey, Gabe, I'm listening. Big card, Julio. <laughs> It's got it's got a ring to it. I like that. I like that. Uh, what's the what's the what's the lock though, Julio? What's the lock like? What's the what's, the, what's the what's that lock? The what's the lock?
7: Oh God, you're putting me on the spot here. Uh, let's go, Blackhawks, Predators over one and a half first period. Again, Blackhawks are thirty six and 80 percent clip in the first period in these Ugh. overs. That's my lock. Of yeah, life.
2: the press brought that up this morning on the show. It's crazy. I can't believe we missed out on that, Cam. Yeah, I'm late on the train too, guys, so uh, don't worry, but, but hey, the train is still it's picking us picking us up and but, we're still at the but,
3: party. But guys, a lot of those were with Cam Ward and stuff like that. Delhi is a pretty good tender, so we'll see what happens tonight. Should be a good game. Chicago might be a good dog.
2: The, the You're the man, Julio. Yeah. Yeah, listen to that whale. Woohoo! It's quality stuff. I like it. Mark Lawrence joins us next.